There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. And Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Dr. Loeb, I have to tell you, what I'm most excited about your new book, Interstellar, is that it is so hopeful. It's positive. There's a sense of excitement in this book. It's uh, like a message. Let's go learn about this. Let's dig into it. Let's find out our true place in the cosmos, our position in the universal pecking order. You know, find out, are we alone? Do you set out to purposely make it kind of a hopeful, positive message? Yeah, I think um, one of the things I learned about life is that it's often a self-fulfilling prophecy. So uh, it's better to be an optimist. Uh, if I would think that uh, I will not find anything uh, in the Pacific Ocean, I would not go there and I wouldn't find anything. So um, it's much better to uh, be positive uh, because every now and then uh, your wishes come true. <laughs> and... Um, uh, you know, the, there is a, a book, a famous book by Steven Weinberg, uh, the physicist who, who won uh, the Nobel Prize, called The First Three Minutes. And towards the end of it, he says, the more uh, we comprehend the universe, uh, the more pointless it seems. And that's a depressing thought. The universe is pointless. And I thought about it, and I realized that he's completely wrong. The reason 
he finds the universe pointless. And by the way, it's not only him, but it's all the my colleagues that work on studying the universe. Um, is because they focus on lifeless objects, you know, elementary particles, radiation, things that have no life. And we know from uh, our own life that uh, finding a partner brings a meaning to your life. And loneliness is pointless. And um, so my (laughs) advice is let's search for a partner out there, for a neighbor, because that will change our perspective. Suddenly, the universe would appear to be um, meaningful. And, uh, you know, that is a very basic uh, perspective that uh, could change the future of humanity, because if we find uh, a partner, a, a neighbor that is more accomplished than we are, we could learn something new um, that we haven't yet learned uh, in, in the last uh, century of science and technology uh, they could inspire us to go into space. And at the very least, I, I can imagine that, you know, it would convince us that what we are doing now makes no sense. I mean, we are engaged in conflicts. Uh, $2 trillion a year is going to military budgets worldwide. And just, you know, think about using this money for uh, space exploration. I calculated that we could reach uh, every star in the Milky Way galaxy uh, by sending probes um, within one century. Billions of probes with this budget in one century will go towards every star. Um, so it's just a matter of priorities. And um, uh, perhaps if we realize that we have a neighbor out there and uh, they reached our doorstep before we reached their doorstep, you know, that would convince us to work together, because we are all in the same boat, uh, Earth, sailing through space. And when I was in the Pacific Ocean, I realized, you know, all the team members were working together, selflessly, uh, towards the success of the mission. That's the kind of um, uh, attitude that I'm really hoping for, if, you know, there would be this wake-up call coming from a neighbor that will change the priorities of humanity, make us all work together as equal members of the human species. This expedition you made out into the Pacific sounds like just a rollicking grand adventure. Could you share with our audience why you picked that spot, what you were looking for, and what you found? Yeah, so the story starts uh, on January 8th, uh, 2014, when U.S. government satellites uh, uh, detected a fireball from the collision of an object with Earth. And that's called a meteor, when an object collides with Earth and burns up in the atmosphere as a result of friction with air. Uh, What was unusual about this one is that the object was moving very fast. Um, It it actually came from behind the Earth in its orbit around the Sun. And even though it came from behind the Earth, it was moving at 45 kilometers per second, faster than Earth, uh, relative to Earth itself. Um, and uh, we calculated uh, in 2019, January 2019, when that was exactly five years after this object was uh, found by the U.S. government, it was just put in a catalog of NASA. And uh, I was uh, interviewed about uh, another meteor that uh, landed uh, near Kamchatka um, 
and uh, it's called the Kamchatka Meteor, just a couple of weeks earlier. Uh, so the radio interviewer wanted to ask questions about that, and I looked at the uh, online and found this catalog of NASA. And I asked my student uh, to check if any of the objects, the fastest objects, might have originated from outside the solar system, because I was already intrigued by Oumuamua that looked uh, unlike any rock that we are familiar with in the solar system. And so I said, why don't we find if there is any meteor that came from outside the solar system? And we found this one. And then uh, sent the, submitted the paper for publication, and the referees, my colleagues, uh, rejected it. They said, we don't believe the U.S. government. So uh, at the time, I was chair of the board on physics and astronomy of the National Academies, and I complained about it to my colleagues there. I said, uh, look, I mean, this is data that, you know, the U.S. Space Command is uh, getting more funding than NASA, and we should trust uh, their, uh, you know, their data because, uh, you know, they are supposed to alert the U.S. president if a ballistic missile is coming from North Korea. And if they make mistakes, uh, it will, they will say, no, it's going to Mexico while it's heading towards Washington. So it's, you know, they know what they're talking about. Anyway, so um, as a result of me frustrated, uh, one of the people with the, behind the national security fence suggested to help. And it ended up with a person from the White House reaching to um, uh, the U.S. Space Command. And there was a letter issued uh, by the U.S. Space Command in March 2022, three years later, um, saying that they confirm, after looking at the data again, they confirm that it's uh, of interstellar origin. This huh. meteor came from outside the solar system. And they do it at the 99.99% confidence. That was a letter sent to NASA. Uh, the, the Department of Defense basically came to my defense on this matter, and our paper was accepted for publication at that point. And the government also released the data about the fireball, the light curve uh, from this uh, meteor. And that allowed us to conclude two things. Well, first of all, it came with a very high speed already outside the solar system, uh, faster than 95% of the stars in the vicinity of the sun relative to the local frame of the Milky Way galaxy. So that's unusual, uh, faster than 95% of the stars near the sun. And moreover, it exploded only in the lower atmosphere where the stress on the object was far greater than uh, on all other space rocks that we had seen as meteors. 272 of them uh, in the NASA catalog over the past decade. Um, so the object was unusually tough, uh, material strength larger than even iron meteorites, uh, which make up 5% of the meteor meteors. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So, um, um, you know, that raised the possibility that it may be a Voyager-like meteor. Just imagine our own spacecraft, Voyager, going to interstellar space and eventually colliding with a planet like the Earth. Uh, it would appear as a meteor in the sky of that planet uh, that is of unusual material strength because it's made of stainless steel and unusual speed because it was propelled by a rocket. And so I decided to go to the site of the meteor and find uh, what it was made of. And uh, that was a big challenge. You know, there were many failure points. Uh, first, we had to get one and a half million dollars uh, to fund the expedition. And gladly, uh, Charles Hoskinson, uh, the funder, uh, contacted me out of the blue. And uh, we had a Zoom call and he said, you have the money. And then uh, organizing a team of uh, 28 people, the best in the world, by the way, and that was, again, a very fortunate uh, circumstance that those people agreed and joined, and actually many of them volunteered to join us. Uh, and then we built a sled with magnets uh, on both sides, and that is one meter wide and 200 kilograms in mass, and we placed it on the ocean floor, uh, connected with a cable to the ship uh, that was fittingly called the Silver Star, and we basically dragged the sled back and forth, just like mowing the lawn, uh, across a region that is uh, seven miles in size. And the ocean is more than a mile deep. And what we were looking for are the molten droplets from the surface of the object when it was exposed to the fireball, the immense heat that surrounded it. And uh, those droplets were supposed to be 
a millimeter or, or less in size. That's the size of a grain of sand. So just think about it, searching for <laughs> grains of sand at the bottom of the ocean, a mile deep, across a region of seven <laughs> miles in, oh, in length. And um, so many, many of my colleagues obviously said, you will find nothing, it's a waste of time, waste. And I said, you know, why don't you sit back and relax? I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm doing the heavy lifting. Uh, and uh, if I come back with nothing, you can say that's what I expected. So we went there. And then after six days, I mean, at first the sled was not uh, lying on the ocean floor because the cable was lifting it. Uh, it was kiting. Um, and um, uh, the exceptional engineers um, that we had on the ship re realized that we need to go with a current in order to keep it on the floor. But then we started collecting materials, and most of it was volcanic ash. This is black powder uh, from volcanic activity. Um, and then um, after the sixth day, I mean, I wrote 43 diary reports altogether. And uh, after the sixth day, I wrote um, an essay on medium.com. All of them were published, by the way. And there were a few millions, uh, millions of people around the world who read those reports. They were very excited. Um, and um, they were translated to Spanish. And on the sixth day, I wrote uh, a report with a title, Where Are the Spheros? Uh, these are the molten droplets. We didn't find them yet. And uh, I was straightforward. We didn't find them. Um, and then um, the following day, we started filtering the black uh, powder. The particles that are small, we let them out uh, with a mesh. Uh, that had the size of uh, a quarter of a millimeter. And then we started looking at the big particles uh, through a microscope. And lo and behold, we found a spiral. Uh, it, it looked very distinct from the background sand. It, it was like a metallic marble. And uh, I basically hugged the person who found it first on the microscope. And I was so thrilled because I knew that if you find an ant in the kitchen, there must be many more out there. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, we found uh, 50 of them during the expedition that lasted two weeks, uh, between June 14th to 28th, uh, 2023. And uh, when we came back um, to Harvard, I, I shipped uh, the materials by FedEx. Uh, it arrived a few days later to my home. Uh, I realized that a few days of a delay is not a big deal because this material took millions of years to arrive to us uh, from far away. Um, and then I brought it to a laboratory of Stein Jacobson at Harvard that has the best uh, uh, mass spectrometer in the world um, to analyze the composition of the spherules. And um, we found that there is an excess of spherules along the meteor path uh, we made a map, and uh, my postdoc, uh, uh, Laura Domini, uh, made that map, and, and we saw the concentration of extra excess of uh, spherules uh, along the path. And, of course, there were some background spherules in, in uh, control regions and also in the area of the meteor, but, but on top of that, there was an excess. And, and then we found a special type of spherules that were along the meteor path in those uh, regions of excess, uh, and that, the composition of that was never seen before um, in the scientific literature. 
Uh, it's uh, materials that have a very different um, abundance of elements than um, in the solar system. Uh, you know, elements like lanthanum, uranium, beryllium are hundreds of times more abundant in those spheros, and, and that was never seen uh, anywhere. And so we reported the results, the findings, and um, now, I mean, so far we analyzed only about uh, a tenth of the spheros we have. When we came back to Harvard, my summer intern found uh, uh, 600 more <laughs> in addition to the 50 we had on the ship. And so altogether we have about 700 right now. So we analyzed 57, and we are now in the process of analyzing many more. And um, it's just um, you know an amazing uh, story of discovery, taking risks despite all odds and, and being successful. And, you know, there were so many points of failure that uh, every team member was essential for the success of this mission. And um, we will go again because for now we can just say it came from outside the solar system, but to be able to tell if it's um, uh, natural, if, it's, if it was a rock that came from an unusual environment different than the solar system, or... It was a technological gadget. Uh, Maybe we found the element of semiconductors. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.